your friends tell you they've got this new game. They say it's very exciting, that it's the most amazing game they've ever played. You're intrigued by this and would like to give it a try too. So your friends lead you downstairs where there's a board with letters and numbers etched into it lying on the table. It looks innocuous enough, but there's something strange about it. The air feels different, stifling. The ambience is dark, and you can't shake the feeling that something strange is going on. But your friends sit at the table preparing the board. They seem perfectly fine. One looks at you expectantly and asks, are you ready to play? Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Paradigm Switch, where we discuss modern-day problems for modern-day Christians. By sharing our personal triumphs and struggles in our faith walk, we hope to offer encouragement for you to continue yours. The Bible says we are new creatures in Christ, but in order to be different, we first have to think different. We hope you enjoy the episode. All right, and hello, Paradigmers, and you're listening to a new episode of The Paradigm Switch. We are the number one Christian podcast on earth and heaven's favorite podcasters. I am Alex, one of your co-hosts, back from crisscrossing the country, and with me is my co-host, Avon. What's up, everybody? And, uh, you know, this is where we want to encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds, to think right side up. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Like, follow, and share us. Leave some comments. Let us know how we're doing and any questions. Maybe you have an episode you'd like us to do. Some, uh, oh, yeah. Or rather, a topic that you'd like us to do an episode on. Maybe you can leave your suggestions there. Uh, we're also on the different um, podcast listening platforms, including Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio. So take a listen. And uh, yeah, so we are in the midst of October now, and we are going through our special Halloween-themed uh, episodes, uh, which is you know kind of, we did this last year. It was a pretty fun time. So now we're back here doing yet more episodes on you know the more spiritual realm and mm-hmm. things of supernatural nature, and in particular in this episode, modern day witchcraft. And how do you like discussing these episodes? How do you like discussing them? Well, I uh, think that it's important for believers to know these things are out here, and I I think a lot don't get this kind of exposure. These are kind of kind of uncomfortable topics to discuss, uh, but they're an important concept of the faith because, as Paul says. Our enemies are not flesh and blood. They're not human. They mm-hmm. are uh, spirits and principalities and, and demonic creatures that live in the uh, spiritual plane. And so it's important if Paul goes to say and define our enemy as demonic entities, we need to understand what all of that entails. Now, you said the word uncomfortable. What, what would you, why would it be uncomfortable? Because the reason why, like, I, it's hard for me to sometimes understand why some Christians don't want to, like, talk about like spiritual topics or witchcraft, because, you know, I grew up as a pastor kid, as I've said, you know, many episodes, and when my parents would train my siblings and I and teach us the Bible and then, like, how my dad would preach and stuff, you know, that was, I mean, that wasn't a topic every week, but, you know, they talked about it, they were open about it, and they were honest about it, and so I felt as, I felt because they talked about it, they gave the solution about how to handle it. You know, they were just like, yeah, there are demons out there. There's a devil out there who wants to steal your soul, who wants to destroy your life in every which way, but fear not because we're under God. We're under Christ, who's our protection, who's our hedge. So I don't see what's so uncomfortable in having the conversation about just to let people know and be aware of what's out there. I think it makes Christians seem weird because we already know 
that a very large majority of people, even in the church, do not believe in the devil. They do not believe that any of this exists. Uh-huh. And so for us to discuss this like it, I mean, it is real, and to discuss that as truth makes us seem weird to these individuals, weird to the culture, uh-huh. as like, what would they say, a bunch of fundamentalists, I think. And uh, I think that's why a lot of Christians today shy away from these kinds of okay. conversations. If, uh, I understand unbelievers are going to think I'm weird no matter what. Whatever. That's, you know, I've accepted that plight. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. But come on. If you've come to Christ, you, I feel like the whole story goes back to Genesis to being like Satan tempted Eve. Who's Satan? A spiritual demon. Like how, and then you say you believe in Jesus and Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and to redeem mankind as a result of the fall because Satan, you know what I'm saying? Like he's involved in these spiritual things and his spiritual war is heavily involved in just the basics of the faith. How could you just want to brush over it? Like it doesn't exist. Like to me that blows my mind and I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't think I want to understand it. So (laughs) well, rest assured on this program, you are not going to hear us just brush this aside and pretend it does not exist. No, we will dive into it as always. But what are we talking about today for Modern Day Witchcraft Part 4? Yeah, so the episode is called Beyond the Veil. So I was thinking, uh, originally, a lot of this is devoted to the dead spirits that people try to talk to. So mm-hmm. the veil meaning the veil between life and death. But it could also mean the veil between the mortal plane and the spiritual plane uh, and the power that can come from the latter Mm -hmm. into the former. And so we are going to, you know, discuss this witchcraft because it's real. It has real power, unfortunately. And also, unfortunately, it seems to be slowly creeping into our culture more and more and becoming the norm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I I think, you know, you have some thoughts on this. So how how do you see this kind of modern day witchcraft manifesting itself today so i see it in television you know there's always characters that's a witch and then the witch is like the good person you know at least before they would say the witch was the bad person or Mm -hmm. the villain now the witch is the hero um they have video video games where you know you can be the warlock the witch and all that kind of stuff where um like that and then you know it's in the music you know in the music videos where they even kind of um in like the background, the scenery is very demonic and it has a lot of like demons in the background. It looks like they're burning in the pits of hell and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, there was an infamous video that came out not that long ago where there was an artist who was selling um, satanic um, shoes. Uh, I saw this. I, I don't know if you saw yes, that. Yes, I did. So he was, I you know, think, it's... What? I think I saw this. Yeah. There, there was some something about a specific type of shoes. And I think, yes, the demonic shoes. It was really awful. Yeah. And then what was really awful really was the music video because in the music video, it was really showing some um, heavy witchcraft. He, um, in the video, the artist was um, playing with the snake at the garden, you know, with at the, you know, the tree of good and evil. Uh He was embracing the snake, playing with the snake and fully indulging in the sin and then fell all the way down to hell on the stripper pole. Where, where the person was um, dancing on the devil or giving a lap dance on the devil, and even from the songs. So and so today, look how God showed it. So today, this morning when I was getting up, I saw a commercial where that same song is now on a children's CD. 
So oh now my. children are being exposed to this song. And, you know, that would be for a whole other topic about music having subliminal messaging for Satan and other um, things of the occult. But the thing that gets to me, there's one line in that song that's, you know, that, that goes, you know, call me, it goes, call me by your name or something. And like I said, it's very satanic, this music video and the song. And you know how God always says to his people, I call you by my name, you're called by my name. Mm-hmm. And so that same line is being used, you know, in that song of call me, call me by your name, but it's in the reverse for Satan. I wish that I could say that surprises me, but you know, this is what the devil enjoys most is uh, counterfeiting God. It and, surprises and, me that it's that bad. Yeah. Well, this is this is the culture we're living in, and it's a problem. And and yes, music. This is a topic for for another time. Although I think we briefly mentioned this in the last, um, I guess it was two seasons ago. Now the last Halloween specials. Yeah. About this in the culture. Uh, but today we're going to, I think, discuss some more explicit uh, issue of witch or uh, manifestation of witchcraft which is mediumship okay, or the use of spirit mediums to guide one's life. Uh, and so again, this is beyond the veil. So what exactly is a medium? We always like to find terms on this show. So a person, a medium is a person who facilitates communication between the spirits of the dead and those who are living. And of course, there's actually debate about whether this is truly real because investigations have taken place periodically throughout the years by professional psychology groups, such as the Society of Psychological Research or the National Laboratory of Psychological Research. And these uh, investigations typically show uh, that this is a fraudulent art, where the dead's voices are merely other living humans throwing their voices in an act of ventriloquism, and other studies attribute people uh, believing in this to the psychological principle of suggestion which states that one individual can guide or lead the thoughts of others. Uh, And in this case, a medium is said to be suggesting to people that something has happened when that really isn't the case. And a typically cited study about this comes from the British Journal of Psychology in 2003 by Wiseman and colleagues that show uh, there had a group of people come in for what was uh, said as a fake seance. Mm -hmm. And so they went through with this fake seance and, and try to um, influence the attendees into believing a table had levitated, like a wooden table, when it actually never moved. And in fact, uh, this study showed that one-third, 33% of the attendees, believed that the table had moved mm-hmm. when it, in fact, never did. So if science is indicating that this mediumship stuff isn't real, why are we even talking about this today? And I would say it's because there was a critical error in mm-hmm. that British experiment. It was, in fact, a fake seance, meaning the most critical component of the seance was missing. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. This experiment is interesting. But, however, man's physical test cannot detect spiritual means. It can't really detect spiritual activities. And even still, with that, that's a plan of the enemy to get people to believe it's not real. And so that way they, you know, are totally blind because, you know, you know, Satan is the kingdom of darkness. And I've heard it said that the translation of the origin of darkness is basically ignorance. He he's you know, he rules over you from what you do not know and what you stay ignorant of. So he always wants to keep you in that 
bubble of being ignorant, being blind to the fact of the truths and the realities that are really out there and keep you kind of in this small bubble and not really show you the full truth. And I, I think we said in a previous episode that the greatest thing the devil did was convince people he did not exist. Exactly. So you're not even looking for him, you know, not even seeing, you know, believing that he's out there. And so the the fallacy I see with that experiment is, you know, that same thought could turn to the church and saying, you know, Christians are, you know, thinking their own thoughts when it's really God, you know, speaking on the, you know, to them. And, you know, like I said before, you can't, in, at least in my opinion, you can't really have um, man's kind of tests like that to really determine spiritual activities, even though sometimes you can kind of see spiritual revolt results being manifested, you know, physically. I just don't think, you know, sometimes those tests aren't always I mean, well, true. Yeah, I mean, that was the critical component that was missing. It was, in fact, the fake seance. And mm-hmm. so they didn't have the spiritual component involved in this. So, how could you, uh, I mean, I guess it, it does show uh, that suggestion, the psychological principle is a thing, because mm-hmm. apparently this person convinced a third of people that they saw something that they never did. Uh, so, but, but seances are real. Yeah. This is a fake one. They are, but they are real. They and, are real. Uh, there is power involved in these things, which we'll talk about uh, a little more as this program and I wanna, goes forward. And I want to emphasize you know, you have mediums, psychics, you know, who you might see on advertising on TV. I don't know if you've ever seen that, like, you know, advertising no, 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 on, not TV. on TV. But I have seen plenty of them um, advertising, like, outside on mm-hmm. the, the street. And you know what? There's one of these just down the road from here, I discovered. Oh, really? Yes. There was always one in our neighborhood growing up, um, a psychic um, hut. And I remember my mom being like, don't you ever go over there. Yeah. Um, and this is what I would call kitty level you know, a little white magic that has the appearance of being harmless. But there is a truly deeper and much dangerous level of mediumship and witchcraft that is very prevalent and actually is shockingly enough, there are witches in the church who play with this stuff too. Yes, we've uh, discussed them on the show, the so-called Christian witches. Mm-hmm. Those two words don't belong together like that. Not at all. Um, they're diametric opposites, I think. Uh, but Avon and I, you know, we've been very open in our stance and belief in spiritual warfare and spiritual activity because it is real, and mm-hmm. the Bible teaches that it is real, and it is active uh, today. And sadly, I think some Christians don't even acknowledge that the spiritual war is here today. You go back to what we talked about a little earlier in the show about why do people you know, not even talk about this, why do Christians, and, you know, we didn't— I don't really think we have a good answer to that. Um, but, you know, just like God has had prophets in the past and, and has people presently he can speak through, would you not think the devil would do the same? Exactly. Uh, because, you know, he likes to counterfeit God. Uh, he even quotes scripture at people and <laughs> uh-huh. his attempts to make them fall, uh, as he demonstrates in Matthew and in Luke. So we're in the midst of a spiritual battle, and the same way that God uses his prophets and preachers to communicate to mankind— the devil does the same. He uses his own people to deceive and trap others. And lest you think this is totally made up, we uh, introduce you to uh, this man, John yeah. Ramirez. Yeah, let me give a little um, background um, before I play the clip. Um, John Ramirez is now a Christian. He is now a Christian. Thank God he came safe and he's an evangelist and spreads the gospel. He has a background in the satanic, satanic occult. He has a true background in it, and he discusses in his testimony literally seeing Satan, 
literally doing witchcraft stuff where it actually had physical manifestations and doing, as they would say down south, working roots and doing the magical practices, which actually had full results in the spiritual realm. So I just wanted to play a little bit of his testimony. His testimony is actually really rough when he gets into the background history of what he did during the times as a Satanist and stuff. But I felt as though this is important for people to listen to because some people or audience might not, you know, believe totally that this is real or, you know, even some people actually think playing with witchcraft stuff is harmless. But this stuff is actually very dangerous. It has spiritual consequences. It um, You are actually tapping into some dark powers that you may not be aware of. So this is why it's important to always stay on guard for these things. So let's play a little bit of a clip of his testimony. His testimony is on YouTube. You can play the whole thing. It's like an hour long. But we just have like a three-minute clip for our audience to hear. And my whole childhood was stolen. My whole childhood was worshiping the devil, going to demon church. I would go to demon church from seven in the evening to five in the morning, being trained by witches and warlocks, colors, principal <clears throat> rights. Who owns this region? Who's in this region? Who's running this principality? What principality name is this? I, I had, I had uh, how to channel powers. At the age of 13 years old, I was astral projecting my body. I would leave my body home and go to regions and go into the spirit and curse docile, curse neighborhoods, curse put spirit of prostitution, spirit of drugs in the neighborhood, homosexuality spirits here, demonic spirit here, spirit of murder, spirit of suicide. I know how to channel all those spirits into the neighborhood. At the age of 15, 16 years old, I was going into hospitals and putting death in ICU, death in one room so this person can die because I wanted to be promoted with the devil to move up that ranks to be the biggest devil worshiper in New York City. The devil became my daddy. He replaced my dad because I prayed and I said, you kill my dad. At the age of 33 years old, my dad got shot in a nightclub in the face by a woman that wasn't even his when he had a good woman home. And the devil took him out. The devil said, I replaced the old to keep the new. And the devil became my daddy. And I moved up the ranks from devil worshiping. I moved up the ranks. I moved up with principalities and demons to the point that I was able to sit with the devil like I'm sitting with you today. And the devil manifests himself in human form. He or the president would come into the room and I would speak to the devil all night long. And he would give me assignments. I would go to five clubs or five lounges a night to look for people to recruit to the dark side. I would tell people their fortune. I would tell people their lives. I would tell people things that they did, things that was gonna happen to them, that then they had no clue who I was. They didn't know who I was. I just had the demonic powers. I had a taste for blood. I would, I would kill animals and drink the blood every week. I would, if I didn't have money to, if I didn't have time to buy an animal, I would cut myself and drink my own blood. The ring of, 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 of the people that I was with that was in this demonic world, doctors, lawyers, uh, principals, judges, police officers, they were all into witchcraft. There was all, even singers today that are very well known. I put them, I, I would move principalities on that region to control uh, demons on the ground to operate the church, to cut down the church, to cut down the, the, the growth of the church, to cut down the, 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 the opportunity for people to get saved. I would, I would be drunk, I'd come out of a club and I would have demon possessed, drunk, I would stand in the middle of the street and say, God, come down. You want some of this? You want me to slap you in your face? You want me to spit you in your face? You come and mess with me. I, I got married on Halloween. I had a demonic wedding on Halloween. I got married on Halloween. All the demons and principalities from different world, from different regions of the, around the world came to my wedding. No human beings came to my wedding. They were afraid to come to my wedding. So I had a crazy, I sent out invitations. No one showed up, <laughs> you know? So there were, no, there were no wedding gifts. But demons came to my wedding and baptized my wedding. So my wife was a witch, I was a witch. And then my daughter was born, and I was training her to be a witch, too. So that was very dark. Um, 
the darkest thing I think we've ever talked about on this show. Yeah. Uh, but this is real. This is real, and, and John Ramirez's testimony shows, you know, he joined the occult. These are the things he was doing, and he had power. You know, he talked about fortune-telling. He talked about uh, inflicting spirits of horrible things on people. He, he talked about, you know, using blood and stuff. And, and you know, the Bible talks about the fortune-tellers, the, the, fortune the divination users and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, so we know that this is real. This is this is truth. He also, uh, in that um, testimony, talks about demons who are in charge of certain principalities and places and geographic regions, and that is biblical as well. Daniel ten, you know, Daniel is trying. He has a, a dream that's tormenting him, and he's praying and praying, and there's no response. And then three weeks later, you know, the angel comes to him and and tells him. Uh, about his dream and says, I couldn't get here sooner because I was set upon by the prince of Persia who Michael had to battle so that I could get to you. And then on the way out, we're going to have to go to battle against the prince of Greece. Prince of Persia, prince of Greece, these are demonic uh, spirits who are in charge, presumably of those geographic regions, principalities, Bible scholars says. So this makes sense to me. This isn't just some made up stuff uh, to scare people. This is actually going on. And it is alarming. It's alarming. Doctors, lawyers, judges, police officers who are all involved in all of this evil things. And we need Secretly. To, secretly. And that's to me the scary part is being involved in it secretly. Because even in the book of Ezekiel, God revealed a vision to him showing that the priests would, you know, do the sacrifices and they looked holy. But in the night, they would be doing their witchcraft and magic arts and working, uh, you know, working roots and all this kind of stuff. And that's the part that gets me is that it's done secretly that they're still invoking this witchcraft. And that's essentially what God would always bring prophecies and things up. Like, I know you're working these things. I know you're doing these magical stuff. I know secretly at night you are throwing your child into fire. Yeah. Like, I know you're doing these awful things. And, you know, we not, not we might not be seeing such horrendous acts that we know of, of people passing, you know, children through the fire or human sacrifices and stuff. But they still are doing witchcraft still that is still done secretly. And we want to make sure our Christian brothers and sisters don't get involved in this knowingly or unknowingly. Cause sometimes you can be doing something and not even know that this has attachments to the occult, to witchcraft or anything like that. Yeah. He said, this is an evil power and this kind of stuff. And this is what we're against as believers. And we need to be aware of this, even though it, it, Maybe just the sheer darkness of this is uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just so awful, like sowing murder and chaos and, and drug addiction on people knowingly. Like, what kind of people do that? Yeah, yeah. Clearly, people who are enemies of God and they're involved in, in with Satan. Actually, it's almost, you almost want to pity them, right? Because they, they don't know. But but then when people knowingly do this, I don't know. It's, it's just bad. I think... I think I've grown to the point in the faith to say, you know, even if someone like how he was, he was blind because he truly believed like, you know, this is he was powerful. He thought this is the route to go. And that's why, you know, me and you have talked about things like this offline. That's why it's important to really thank God for what you know and that you are able to discern what is right and wrong. I mean, honestly, to be able to discern what is right and wrong, because we're living in the culture where that scripture is coming true. They say evil is good and good is evil. And so to be able to think properly and to know and decipher what is truly right, what is truly wrong is a blessing. 
and it is. Is, is, is a true blessing and really should thank God about it and stuff. So I, I actually do pray for in after I've understood this, this is, I actually do pray for my enemies and pray for unbelievers who are in these sins, not just witchcraft or other kind of sins and stuff. Cause it's like, man, they, they, they don't know. So I actually do have sympathy and compassion and all that kind of stuff to pray and seek God to somehow or another to reach out to these people through a person. But uh, so we're, we're getting a little bit off the specific track of this, which is to talk about mediumship. And, and you know, this is like fortune telling, right? This is an example. Mm-hmm. So um, and it, to go back to where we were before mediumship is to like uh, ask for spiritual guidance, not from God, but from other spiritual entities about life's mysteries, I suppose. And then. Uh, there turn out that it turns out that there's like three different types of this mediumship, uh, things called seances, things called trances, and then there is Ouija. We'll talk a little bit about all of these uh, because these are prevalent in society. Mm-hmm. I, I am sure, I mean, I have heard of people who do this, like uh, people who I know who talk about, you know, how they want to see the trance and, and get get uh, into a trance and, and see you know, more of the world. And, and I've heard about people using, you know, Ouija and, and going in there and trying to see where that leads them. And, and it's it's unfortunate and mm-hmm. it's frightening. And we'll talk about why um, it, it is in this. But anyway, so... Going I know, for I know it. it's a little overwhelming. I'm getting a little overwhelmed. My spirit is troubled over all of this right now. Really? Why? Why would I you say? Know, it's, just, it's just sad that there's all of this is here and... You know, we have to know this. We have to know what it is we face. But, mm-hmm. but it's sad that so many people are getting caught up in this. And I think, like you said, they don't even know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's just going to lead them to their destructions. It's very troubling to me. But uh, it's good to know what the enemy is doing so we can be prepared. So let us talk about the three types of mediumships, uh, seances, trances, and Ouija's. We'll talk about seances first. So a seance is a meeting at which people attempt to make contact with the dead through the agency of a medium especially. So this is a person who, you know, is supposed to have powers and they're to mediate uh, and, and get the dead spirits to talk Which to Which spirits, though? Is that's, it? that's the question. So they're thinking they're talking to dead people. You and I know much better than that. Uh, the dead, they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Demons, spirits speaking as though they were the dead. Um, and I'm not going to describe explicitly what the process is here, but in summary... Uh, a seance involves individuals gathering together and using a medium to speak with these spirits, and the medium will use his or her own body to relay the message of the supposedly dead spirits. We mean relay the whole body. I mean, this is this is possession, basically. Oh, really? They're, they're going to be possessed during this process, essentially. Yes. So basically, one person will be quote unquote chosen to be the mouthpiece. Yes. For this spirit mm-hmm. to manifest, and with you saying that. To me, that's a total counterfeit. Counterfeit. I mean, I know it is. It's a total counterfeit of how God operates in His spiritual gifts with the Holy Spirit. Because I've been to churches. I've seen in churches where you know, you know, God says He inhabits the praises of His people. So when the people are praising God and kind of the Spirit is like moving and touching hearts and stuff, two or more are gathered in My name. So am I. Exactly. And so it's quote unquote summoning, you know, the Holy Spirit to be evident. Um, among us, 
and I have seen it when, you know, praise and worship is happening and prayer is happening and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I've seen this too. And then like one person is chosen to be kind of a mouthpiece for the Holy Spirit to give an encouraging word to the people, prophesy, whatever you want to call it. And as we see here, it's a counterfeit for what the Holy Spirit does for his people in the churches. Yeah. So it's a, it's very unfortunate. And, uh, you know, people think that they, they spirits give them guidance and, well, they might be able to tell the future. Well, I think I think it's all a trap. It's all a trap. I it know is, it's, it's, it's it all a trap. trap. It is a trap. But the fact is, this is actually happening, mm-hmm. right? But you're right. It is a trap. And like you said, they might give you some kind of glimpse. I don't know how they know it, you know, but that's spiritual matters, that how they know. But remember, the devil comes to kill, still, and destroy. At the end of that road is some kind of destruction. Yes, and it is. Uh, so that's a seance. We've got to stay away from those. And now there's the trance which is defined as a state of semi-consciousness in which the individual is not self-aware and is either unresponsive to external stimuli, but is nevertheless capable of pursuing and realizing an aim, or selectively responsive in following the directions of someone who induced the trance. That's just frightening, uh, by the way. Uh, These people who go into these trances, they are said to be states that allow one to temporarily depart the mortal plane and access the spiritual realm. It's um. I think the technical term is like astral projection, which uh, is yes, that is uh, the sense of projecting oneself in their dreams, which is actually in a movie called um, Insidious. I don't know if you ever saw I that don't movie. Think I've seen that. Yeah, essentially, the boy um, goes to sleep in his. He's able to astral project from his body, and he gets lost in the um, spiritual realm, and he's not able to come back to his body. And a demon's trying to take over his body since the spirit is his spirit is not in there. That probably could, I mean, that sounds fictional, right? But you do wonder. Yeah, you do wonder, you you know. You know, if nobody's home, that's a free house for a spirit to jump in there. uh, Yeah, and you know what? This is one of the things that uh, in his testimony, John Ramirez mentioned. He was projecting himself to cast curses down on people and buildings and cause mayhem and destruction in the name of the devil. So we, we know that this can happen, and it's really just dangerous and awful Mm -hmm. uh you know what else is associated with trances is hypnotism so Mm -hmm. you know you get hypnotized and i i mean i've never done this i don't want to do this i i don't know there must be some something that causes you to lose your awareness somehow yeah and i don't know i don't know if there is a neurological explanation and tied to a psychological explanation to this because I, I don't know anything about hypnotism or maybe there is a legitimate demonic power associated from some people who are engaging in this. Because I've never understood that because, you know, when you see it on TV, when you get hypnotized, like you can literally bark that, you know, bark orders at the person to literally yeah. do anything and they just mindlessly like a drone yeah. do it. And it is kind of menacing, like, you know, what, what is, is driving that, yeah, yeah, driving the, that person? What is going on? Uh, there are uh, other ways to get to these uh, these tra- states of trances, uh, hallucinogenic drugs. Mm. Marijuana does this. Mm-hmm. A- and I have listened to a testimony of an individual who said that he got high on marijuana and he went to some of the, this big name uh, artist concert thing mm-hmm. and was watching everybody get swayed by music. And he says he looked into this particular artist and there was a serpent living inside of him that was really? powering the music. And he says he saw this because he was on the hallucinogenic drugs. 
So I mean, I can believe this. Well, you know, I've heard other testimonies like that too, saying like when you engage in drugs, um, and some people even said like mixture with alcohol too, at the same time, you know, it opens you up to kind of get a glimpse into that spiritual realm and, you know, put you in that state because I've heard that same kind of testimonial stuff. And actually there was, I'll never forget it. It was one episode on that show, um, Intervention. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've heard of it. So I'll never forget it because it, it, actually it actually made me cry because there was this one guy who was heavily involved as an alcoholic and a drug user. He was heavily involved. And I remember he felt so lonely, had no one there. So that's why he did a lot of drugs and all that kind of stuff. And so he was describing, he was just like, he was just like, I see this dark spirit and it's death. And every time I use drugs, it gets closer and closer to me. Yeah. I and can he believe it. and he was basically saying he knows he was just saying like his time is limited and he would see that same dark entity, death or whatever, always coming closer and closer. And you know, they say certain drugs make you paranoid and it makes me wonder, like, are they seeing these spirits and all this kind of stuff? You know, we just say, Oh, their brain is altered. But we don't really know what's going on spiritually that they're opening themselves up to. And and death, I, I think death is a real spiritual entity because when you look in Revelation, it talks about the rider on the pale horse whose name is death mm-hmm. and Hades follows behind him. So I do think that is probably a real, real spirit there. It's yeah. Terrible. And okay, so then last year we were talking about different types of, you, you know, what activities today that you know you might as a christian want to watch out for and we put yoga on that list and at the time i said i knew why this was i don't remember if you were i remember we had we had a huge list of different activities yeah but i don't i don't know if you knew exactly why yoga was on that list. i've heard things about yoga being involved in witchcraft i've heard it you know um in many churches i visited um and stuff i haven't looked into it myself Personally, I don't do yoga because I can't stretch like that. <laughs> I'm not that kind of flexible to do it. So I'm, I, it's, it's, I can't do it. So, I, But I do know it has some spiritual consequences. Yeah. So, th- so this is one of these activities where, you know, you, you might just be doing this. You have no idea what is really where this comes from, maybe like Halloween in some aspect. So I, I mean, will tell you now, uh, yoga is derived from some of the more polytheistic religions that came out of Asia. And one of the ways that it can be used is to become a trance to allow oneself to reach a higher plane of existence. Okay. And so this would, of course, be a gateway to the spiritual realm. So that is, uh, you know, maybe think about yoga, maybe research that a little bit more. We may have to do an episode on yoga next year. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know too much about yoga. It caused a lot of controversy, maybe, oh, by saying I, this. I, I live for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, that, that, is, uh, that is the background of yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't actually think many people in America realize that. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I think they just think of it as an exercise like jogging. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, so the drugs, the hypnotism, maybe the yoga, uh, this trance stuff, this is, this is not good. We don't want to be involved with that. And then finally, there is Ouija. I think a lot of people know about this, but we'll talk about it anyway. It involves the use of a board and a planchette that is moved around the board that's supposed to spell out words and messages from the spirits, who we, of course, know are demons. Now, 
Ouija is uh, heavily associated with a man named Aleister Crowley, who he was from Britain. He was uh, an occultist, and he encouraged the use of Ouija boards in the practice of magic with a K and an uppercase M. This is real-life magic. This is not fantasy magic. This is... uh, It's not that kiddie stuff. This This is deep stuff. This is witchcraft at its worst, I suppose you could say. Uh, He defines this as, quote, getting into communication with individuals who exist on a higher plane than ours. And I just want to emphasize, because I've heard some things about Aleister Crowley. Crowley. Um, I listened to this one preacher that did messages, essentially, that was exposing um, a lot of other witchcraft stuff in our society, especially in the music and entertainment industry. And one of the first messages he laid for his foundations was talking about Aleister Crowley. I mean, this guy was not just some bad witch or whatever. This dude was like, like you said, at his at the worst. He was like the top tier worst yeah. witchcraft into Satanism, into so much dark stuff. The cultist, like yeah. it was, it was so deep. He wrote books on how to train it. I mean, he was this is where he- the quote comes from that I just gave you is from. Those writings. Yeah, yeah, and then a lot of the subliminal messages, we don't have to do an episode on that, the subliminal messages that we see or that are prevalent in our everyday culture and entertainment and media actually comes from different things he laid out on how to send messages to let you know, like, I'm involved in this witchcraft or I'm involved in this occult and different secrecies and all that kind of stuff. He was a very, very, very evil man. Yes. And it, it, to me, I feel sorry. For, I mean, I, I'm, I feel very sorry that he got caught up into this. But, yeah, I just want to kind of put emphasis that this isn't just some, like, level one witch doctor. This man was very, very evil. And, I mean... Uh, he he was an he was an agent of Satan. I don't I don't think there's. Any I think way that to, just that's just the best that. way to say it. He yeah. was just an agent of Satan. Uh, and you can you can tell this individuals who exist on a higher plane. Th- those are demons. Mm-hmm. And he was all about talking to them and and influencing the world for them. And you know, it, very awful. So we spent a long time uh, discussing the spiritual realm on this show and witchcraft, which is the use of supernatural influence and interference not of God to manipulate, intimidate, and or dominate a person or situation. And all of these types of mediumship are examples of witchcraft, you know, contacting spirits through the seance, entering trances to reach the spiritual realm, using Ouija boards to hear from spirits. They are all powered by demonic power, by the dark, and... We go back to that British experiment. We talked about the fake seance. This whole aspect was missing from that experiment, which is why I don't think it is really representative of what could have actually happened to them. And uh, I wonder, given all of this, yeah, why... And we even talk about demonic possession in certain cases where you know, maybe you lose yourself in, in the trance or in the... Case of the seance, you're in contact with a person who has willingly allowed themselves to be taken over by demons. Yeah. Why do people do this? Why why um why might Christians do this? Like I mean, we said in the episode, the previous episode when we were talking about horoscopes, like even why people get involved in that lower level starting of witchcraft of horoscopes. And I think it's because one, the church is not talking about the availability of spiritual intervention that God has. God has his own plan for spiritual intervention that he has deemed approved through the Holy Spirit. And that's the thing. It's all through the Holy Spirit that these kind of powers or this access to God's spiritual intervention 
can be accessed, but because the church doesn't want to touch on those topics. And I think another reason why they don't want to touch upon it is because they don't understand it themselves. And so because that person doesn't understand it, they just say, well, we just won't talk about it. So it's just spread throughout the years of this preacher didn't talk about it because he didn't know how to access it. And then this other person went from being under him and then he spread it in his church. It just kind of just kept the cycle just kept going. And, and, but you know what, despite all of this, even the secular news talks about Ouija boards and associates them with demonic uh, power. So in 2014, BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed News okay. um, had a story come out about these three teenagers in Mexico who played a Ouija board. They got possessed. There is a YouTube video showing the demonically possessed woman, that, or girl rather, who was caught up in all this. It's, it's horrible. Yes, her mind was gone. Horrifying. Yeah, her mind was completely gone. You can just uh, you can just Google that, or maybe we can post this link on the website and Mm -hmm. just link it and watch it on there. Uh, So, so folks, this is real. There's video evidence about this. I don't know how much more clear you can get. Well, I found an article um, from the Christian Post. This is dated April 2016, and it says apologists warning to Christians on the paranormal. Once you open a door to demonic um, activity, it's hard to close. And this is from Kevin Porter. So this is what it says. All paranormal entertainment isn't as harmless as it may seem. In fact, some entertainment can have um, treacherous results, according to the Bible scholar. To Christians who are curious about the hereafter and dabble on dark side using games to contact spirits, um, it's like the Ouija board. Ouija is the name of the actual Hasbro game, by yeah. the way. Ouija. Yeah. And I actually have a story about the Ouija from. board when I'm finished. And um, Johnston um, has issued a, star- a stern warning. The paranormal is a slippery slope. It is. O- it always starts with a Ouija board or reading horoscopes, something that just seems harmless, he told um, the Christian Post. Once you open that door to the demonic um, realm, it is very difficult to close it. The author, um, there was a book involved, and I'm trying to jump to the different points. There's this. This was a very deep article that brought up a lot of points, but I'm going to jump to this next part, and it says about 42 million Americans have consulted a psychic, and this is from 2016. Uh, 42, American, 42 million Americans have consulted a psychic, medium, or fortune teller. The author wrote in a book that they were marketing in the article. Um, many with negative experiences, um, stories are stories are legions, are many, that confirm that the paranormal world preys on the weakness of a grieving human disposition. So basically, it was it's saying that, you know, why does a person go to a psychic or do a seance because they're emotionally compromised? They're losing at something. They are missing something. They just lost a loved one and they want to contact them. So essentially saying that that's where that dark realm is coming into play, that they want to step in in your vulnerable moment and try to expose you. And I had a personal, not personal me, but someone I knew who got involved with the Ouija board when she was a kid and she knew better because she was a pastor's kid. So she played the Ouija board at like some birthday party. And so when she played it, she said that same night and for many days, she had not just nightmares, but night terrors where she was screaming in the middle of the night. And so she, thankfully her parents, she told her parents and was able to pray it off her and stuff. But I remember the comment, which she said after telling us, she said, how many of those kids had problems afterwards and their parents did not know to pray that or did not know to seek God to get relief from that. So this stuff is real. This stuff is not no jokes and no games. Like 
like I said before, in John 10 and 10, the devil comes for one thing, to kill, steal, and destroy. He ain't playing no games. No, and he loves to catch up people who don't know any better. 42 million people, that's over 10% of the U.S. population who is involved oh, really? in demonic activities. That's explains a lot about where we're going. And it even country. says in the article that Christians get curious. Christians get curious, and then they get involved in this witchcraft. What are you curious about? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> folks, folks, we can't do this. We we can't. We can't. Like, what are you curious about? Like, it just blows my mind. The one who created everything from scratch literally sits on his throne with an open hand saying, I will answer you if you call on to me. And I think the thing is, we just don't understand the process, like his process. You know, I don't know all the processes in the sense of witchcraft and how to get a response and stuff from what... It seems a lot more, quote unquote, easier than doing it God's way. Because, you know, like I said before, you know, God's going to require that you live holy and that you do right by him in order to maintain that open line of communication. Yeah. You know, in the demon in demonic realm, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can indulge in your flesh. Actually, to help summon spirits, you have to do orgies and other sexual um, things in order to get a response. Or so, abuse yourself with drugs. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's bad. And all... and. I guess I can just put this in here, you know, when you, uh, well, before I do, let's, let's lay the, the foundations. We've talked all about why this is bad and that God is, uh -huh. doesn't like this. And this is really horrible, but, but why are we saying this? And, and it's because in the Bible, it's explicit that these types of things are, are forbidden. So in Deuteronomy, uh, 18, 10 through 14, uh, you know, this is uh, the nations you will dispossess. Uh, this is God talking to Israel. So at the time, Israel is the only nation living under God, and all the others are living under false gods, who I think probably are demons, actually. Mm -hmm. But um, the nations you will dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. This is Moses talking from among you, from your fellow Israelites, you must listen to him, for this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when he said, let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God nor see this great fire anymore or we will die. Mm -hmm. uh, so dispossess the lands of people who practice sorcery and divination. So this is, this is bad stuff. And of course, in the Bible, I can't think of what better... Uh, this story about where the ultimate ending, if you go to consult psychic mediums, goes, and the Witch of Endor story, mm -hmm. King Saul, who's the first king of Israel, he uh, didn't listen to Samuel the prophet to stick with God. Instead, he decided to go and consult a, de uh, a medium. So in First Chronicles 10, 13, um, we hear that you know Saul, he goes to talk to this uh, medium to consult the spirit of Samuel. And interestingly enough in this story, maybe God allows the actual spirit of Samuel to be consulted. I've always, so I, I've never, okay. I don't know. Some, don't some know. preachers have said it was a spirit. Yes. Yeah, some thinks it's a demon. And, but others said that, you know, it was a supernatural thing of God to actually allow Samuel. I don't know. I don't know either, but we do know this. First Chronicles 10, 13, Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep word of the Lord and even consulted a medium for guidance and did not inquire of the Lord. He died. Yeah. He and, died. 
And I would like to emphasize this was very um, insulting to God. I mean, that's not the only story where God did that. Um, I wish I would have got it on paper or, you know, looked up the scripture. But there was a story where um, one of the kings, he was evil, and he said, consult Dagon or one of the false, you know, false prophets and their witchcraft. And God had sent his prophet to him and said, basically, is there not a God in Israel that you could have consulted? But yet you wanted to get involved in witchcraft and go seek after a false God because you have done this thing, you will surely die. And, you know, Saul had done a lot of things wrong. He had done a lot of things wrong. But like he, how you just said, the thing that kind of signed his, um, his, death the, his death warrant, there, there's the word, his death warrant was the fact that he got involved in witchcraft and salt and consulted with some spirits outside of God. That's why I said before, on a personal level, that's why I said sometimes we put things in too much of a spiritual religious level. Let's put this on a personal level. I mean, it's insulting to God. God is over here trying to offer help. And then you, not only do you spit at his face and basically you go and turn to his enemy. You're turning to his enemy for insight and you're turning to his enemy for help. And here God was standing here offering his help for you. You basically, you know, toss his hand up and was just like, nope, don't want it. Yeah, and, and so to put this into more modern day terms, you as a believer are going to God's enemies for help is treason. Oh. It's treason. You're turning to the enemy's tactics. You are turning your back on God. You are embracing the enemy. Uh, if you've ever read Chronicles of Narnia, you know, Edmund, he ate the food and the drink of the white witch and he betrayed his family once he'd had the taste of the witch's evil. So lest you think this is only the one time, it never is. It never is. It's never one time. And uh, so the ultimate outcome of a believer engaging in this kind of witchcraft behavior, you're going to fall. It, you can't do this. And, and, and it's like, in some of the things, you know, some of the, the sins that I, I got exposed to certain things when I was younger, and, and that sin, some of them, they dogged me for many years. I regret that I ever, you know, saw those things or got um, exposed to that kind of stuff. I think you can speak to the same story. It's just these things, they don't, they don't go away. They, yeah. they just grow bigger and bigger and even living with God, you still could struggle. Exactly. And, and, you know, just to put the balance, you know, thank God for Jesus that, you know, there's grace out there that you can be forgiven. You know, we're not like Saul where if you did it and it's like a done deal. Right. Um, we're, not, we're not in Old Testament times anymore. Yes. Thank God for Jesus that we have the blood and, you know, God would forgive us through Jesus Christ and that, you know, there's grace and mercy offered to us. But like we have stated before, if you start this thing of let me, it's kind of that thing of if, you know, curiosity killed the cat. Yes. And if you let your curiosity or if you don't control yourself, it will lead you down a slippery slope. Like we've read in articles and share the testimony of John Ramirez and all the other stuff in a place that you do not want to be in. And you can find yourself completely way, way, way out um, off balance than you ever expected that you would be. And, and the demons want nothing more than this to gain access to your life uh, by you letting them in doing these kinds of things. And, and in Leviticus 19.31, God says, do not turn to mediums or seek out spirits for you will be defiled by them. Yeah. And uh, I think the warnings are, are clear. And, and you know what? As believers, God has already won this. I mean, he's greater than these spirits. We don't have to consult spirits for knowledge. We don't need to go to spirits to know what is our future. We don't need to go and talk to the dead people. They're not even, we're never going to reach them. Yeah. Um, they're beyond the veil. Uh, 
we have God on our side. We have the Holy Spirit on our side, who is much greater than all these other uh, demons and fallen angels. And because uh, God knew that we had a thirst for knowledge, because we needed a connection with the spiritual, he gave us his word in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And that is what we need for knowledge, not psychic mediums. And, uh, you know, I just want to close up here with one more warning. You know, in Leviticus 26, God says, I will set my face against those who turn to mediums and spiritists who are prostituting themselves by following these spirits, and I shall cut them off from their people. But it doesn't get any more stark than this. This is, like I said, this is treason, and the penalty for treason is death, and we can't go down this road. We we can't. Curiosity is not a good enough, it's it's not a good reason. It's not. Stay away from this. Um, I know today was a very heavy yes, conversation today. A, it is a heavy, heavy conversation. It was probably the darkest episode <laughs> we've ever had on well, this you know show. What? You know what? Um, it might on the surface seem very dark, but I've come to the knowledge of truth sets you free. Yes. And anytime where I get a piece of truth that sets me free, it was a good day. So, you know, even if my toes got stepped on or even if it was kind of uncomfortable, just the fact of me knowing something and knowing, you know, even, you know, like I said, there's sometimes people are involved in witchcraft unknowingly because, yes. you know, in being a pastor's kid, you've run into people. And I know my parents have had con- consulted with people and stuff and said, oh, you know, you're, inv- you know, the reason why you're having X, Y, and Z problems is because you are actually involved in different t- types of witchcraft and you're, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the person didn't know. And, you know, the, just a lack of knowledge. And the devil preys upon our darkness or what we don't know, our ignorance and stuff. And so, you know, I know on the surface it seems kind of dark, our conversation and stuff. But to me, I'm I'm excited for this because now truth has been disseminated. And now people are able to, you know, can think for themselves and see things in a different light in a sense of with greater understanding, hopefully and prayerfully make better decisions. And for me, I'm really hoping that this really touches for the Christians to stay away from these things. You know, I'm hoping and praying for our unbelievers. If there are any unbelievers out there listening um, who might be involved in it, I am praying that you turn to Christ because truly he is the only true spiritual force or true, true spiritual power that will win in the end. And, it's, you know, like we said, at the end of the day, you know, Christ will win, the devil will lose. And so um, for me, it's really, I'm really hoping this touches out to the Christians to be aware and be be mindful. Yeah, we are to walk in the light and stand with the Lord. And we don't need mediums or spirits for knowledge. God is going to take care of us. He tells us this in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he has a good plans for us to prosper us. And as we're about to close, this has just come to me now and that's that if you are in this if you have done this this does not have to be the end for you because we do live in the great under the grace of jesus thank god that he died for us and there is literally absolutely nothing you can do that will cause the lord to love you less he will always love you and if you truly do wish to repent turn this around he has his hand outstretched for you and you just have to take it you're not beyond redemption, even if you're involved in all this. John Ramirez was involved. He was having uh, meetings with Satan himself. He was not beyond redemption, and neither are you. So praise God for that. Exactly. Amen. And uh, so I hope our audience uh, found this episode informative 
and listening to the paradigm switch and next week we will talk about yet another topic that is kind of uh not really touched upon in the church and that is the topic of hell which is the ultimate destination for where all of this ends up going so tune in next week i hope you have a good evening